1: You'll remember a while back we did a show. This is right at the beginning of COVID and we had a group of folks over and we talked about first impressions of the whole deal going on with the virus. And at that time, the group was kind of all over the map with their thoughts, but we did the show to kind of commiserate with all of you to kind of let you know what you're thinking is probably what everyone's thinking. You're not um, abnormal. And it was just kind of a fun and easygoing conversation. And we've invited those folks back. Now that COVID is over a year past us, we did this right at the very beginning. I mean, it it really hit us hard in February. And then um, we did this just about the end of February, maybe beginning of March. So it's 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 kind of fun to go back and revisit what we were thinking then and what we are thinking now. So with us, we have Deborah, D. Irwin, and Tom. And um, we're going to just, I pulled some notes from the, the original show that we'll kind of just revisit what were your thoughts then and what are your thoughts now. And I'm going to start with Deb, because at that time, you were actually planning a trip to London to uh, take care of the grandkids for your son who was going off to Japan. And lo and behold, everything shut down.
2: Everything shut down. I called him the day before I was supposed to fly out. And I said, sweetheart, I just don't think it's a good idea. I don't know. I have a bad feeling. He said, oh, mom, you know, you're just being overly cautious. And I said, no, I think... I think I'm going to stay home. I'm going to cancel my flight and just stay here. And he said, well, you know, if you cancel, we can't go to Japan. And I said, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I just felt like, for some reason, I felt like it was the right thing to do. And you know what? It was. It was. I mean, that was March the 13th. We came over March the 14th, I want to say. That, that, that's when I was supposed to fly out. And I'm so glad I didn't
1: go. Right. I mean, we were worried at that time you wouldn't be able to get back in the country. Yeah. Yeah. We were worried about them getting back. Exactly. In, uh, back into London. And and then kind of things were taken out of our control. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were just told, don't go anywhere, lockdown. And I remember we were talking also, D about uh, the comedy club. And uh, we were planning to go out to that. And... We got the notice. Mm -mm.
3: I know. Everything, I mean, we were so surprised, but everything did shut down very soon after that. And I don't think it's even been rescheduled.
1: You know, I remember them trying to do one in June. So that was like in March and they were kind of saying, okay, well, we'll just reschedule for June. And then June came and went and that fell through. So, and at that time we were all kind of like freaking out because- this was just the beginning folks so it was kind of like did you hear AMC has half seating Uh, did you hear that schools are closing Um, filming without an audience I mean all this stuff was going on when we originally talked about it Mm -hmm. and it, it was like then it was just a thought and then it became a reality
3: I mean we haven't been to a movie in a year it's just crazy and then we thought everything had really shut down for good. I mean, in terms of um, Cinebistro, for instance, you know, a local place that we used to go all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, they basically said that they were closed. We thought they were closed forever. And yeah, it was really a shock. You know, I mean, even at the worst of it, we didn't think these businesses would be gone forever. As it turns out, though, it seems they have come back, so we're very some pleased have. about some that. Some Some didn't survive. Some didn't, yeah. yeah. I'm going
1: to turn it to Irwin now, because you, at that time, because were, t- we're talking about businesses closing and some yeah, coming right. back and some not, but at that time, Irwin, you had thoughts about the
4: um, the
1: economic impact of all of this.
4: Yeah, I mean, having been in a small business, I, I could just imagine what would happen. When somebody's cash flow is going to be interrupted. And I, I just knew that people were going to be facing some really hard times with their businesses. And uh, I remember going uh, to uh, a strip mall and seeing all the empty storefronts. And it was just terrible. And uh, I'm not surprised. And I think we're still, still have a ways to go until we get recovery back.
1: And speaking about strip malls and stores, it, this was kind of funny, Deb. You're, uh, you're, uh, you, you had Emily staying with you, and at that time, remember, all the. there was no toilet paper, but there was no paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that story about...
2: Oh, 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 where she was using one too many sh- where select a towel. Where mm-hmm, you,
3: right. She used like three
2: <laughs> sheets instead of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then um, also I was trying... I was trying to order toilet paper for Catherine in in New York, Um, and that's my daughter, and she couldn't find any anywhere, but I um, I, I had a friend who who tried to order from his connection, and it never came, so I ordered, there must be a BJ's up in New York somewhere. And they or they shipped it to her. It cost me an arm and a leg for. I mean, she had enough. It all finally got there because it, she had enough. I think she's still using that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I think that was,
0: tells you how bad it was when you use the words "I have a connection" <laughs> 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 with toilet paper. Give a break. That's crazy. Oh, it's a
1: well Tom, you have your own toilet paper uh, stories, don't you?
0: Uh only kinda of like Deb, so we couldn't find any. I mean, we were getting uh Japan, I think. We found some finally in the, you know oh, my order goodness. on the Amazon. It was like, oh, I won't be here till June or July. Oh wow, it'll be over, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever order <laughs> then. And I'd be back a week later. God, I didn't need all of it, you know. Send it, send it. And and to, I think the same point you made, my garage still has I'm living off of the stockpiling. I'm always like, still it surprised. Never
3: it was like buy it, buy it, buy it. You know, I'm still surprised when I go into the grocery store and I see it. Yeah, oh, I'm like, wow. Yeah, can get this disinfectant.
2: The, the one of the toilet paper things that I ordered for Catherine got stuck on a ship oh, yeah. from China. Oh yeah, and oh was and and they were asking for more money to to off.
0: Oh, yeah. keep
2: the darn toilet
0: paper. <laughs> <laughs> There's price gouging for you right there. I mean, crazy.
1: And, and and at that time, again, Dee, you were like talking about the stores again. You were saying you weren't in a panic that you would just go to the store and buy. And then when you went there, you found otherwise. In it,
3: terms of it wasn't as... Empty shelves. It wasn't empty shelves? There, there were. Oh, yes, yes. So I didn't think that it was going to affect us that much. I was like, oh, poo poo, come on. Mm-hmm. There's, You're right. there's going to be um, everything we need. And I was like, I can't believe. I mean, I'd go shelf after shelf and it'd be empty. Can you I know? tell you
2: that I have gotten finally gotten used to scratchy toilet paper? <laughs> 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 I have. Hemorrhoids or not, I don't care. Huh. Ah!
1: It was yeah. at the point you would take what you, you take could what get. You get. exactly. That, that's no joke, right? It was and be happy pathetic. For it. Yeah, pathetic. I tell you. <laughs>
3: wow. Now it's houses. <laughs> wow.
1: And then gas prices. So, so here's kind of, you know, it's hard to say the good and bad, but, you know, Again, Deb with the positive attitude was talking about gas prices being low and, you know, if you could get into restaurants more easily and things like that. So that's, that's her trying to stay on the, the positive side of thing. Um, so anything else good that you can think of anybody that came, Yes, so I, sure. exactly. I can think of a lot of good things.
3: Sure. Absolutely,
1: such so as mm-hmm.
2: well for me, I it gave me an opportunity to get to know my neighbors, and I wouldn't get close to them as far as physically close, but I would check. I started checking on my elderly neighbors, and I don't know. I still cook. I cooked a, a soup for them this morning, you know, and mm-hmm. and delivered it uh, because I am I'm, I'm so used to doing it. And I, um, I I think it brought me closer to people on a more intimate level in the neighborhood that I didn't have before. You know, you just wave, you know, but it, it gave me an opportunity to, to really find out who my neighbors were. Uh, and we helped each other. If somebody needed help, you came over, you had to mask up. Mm-hmm. But you, you helped each other. You didn't. You didn't go anywhere for a while. I didn't even go take care of my dad every other weekend because of COVID and because I was dating. But anyway, that's a different story. But <laughs> we'll um, get to that shortly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I didn't take care of. Didn't uh, dad's ninety three, and I was going up every other weekend before COVID and taking care of him. And when COVID came, I was afraid of introducing something to him. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. I stopped going up there out of an abundance of caution, and uh, after I uh, got my vaccine, I was able to start back again.
1: So, so vaccine, fine. yay or nay, guys?
4: Yay! Yay! Oh my God,
1: yay! yay. <laughs> Irwin, gosh, take it.
4: Well, you know, I read a book on the Spanish flu, and it's funny how similar our reactions were. Between what happened in the Spanish flu and what happened with this pandemic, um, people didn't take it seriously at first, and they didn't believe in the science. So, you know, um, vaccines. You know, you think about the polio vaccine. I mean, I'm, you know, a polio vaccine did so much for for our country, and this vaccine is doing seems to be doing the same thing for it. So, uh, the unfortunate thing is, I have a nephew who. Uh, Poops the whole thing, and and you know bought into the conspiracy theories of about uh, how this was something uh, between the government and uh, uh, the drug companies, and you know there was uh, some drugs in Africa that had been used and could be commonly used, and it was like he was just staying fast on that, and I just I had to shake my head. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, you I, I have to say that tell your tell your nephew. That if the government wanted to do that, they could do that through so many other ways, like our water system, everything else that the government controls, you know? I mean that we our, our cell phones. You know? Yeah. What, so why would they do it through vaccine through the vaccine,
3: right? Exactly.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I love that phrase, drinking the Kool Aid, you know. Right. <laughs> I mean point it just seems to fit.
3: Time of your thoughts.
4: No, I,
0: I, I think everybody's probably spot on. I mean, you're either in or you're out. I, I think you're, I remember back to my childhood, they put fluoride in the water. Our parents lost their minds, right? They were like, fluoride, what? The <gasps> chemical, right? I don't know if you remember. I'm I dating didn't. myself, but, but parents were losing their, their well, skulls. You know, I you still don't date know. myself. But, but the point, yeah, is, yeah exactly. <laughs> but the point is, if the government you know, wanted to do it. It's like just slip it in with the, the you right. know, fluoride in the water. Today the people are
3: living so much longer. I mean, when you think of the fact that 60 is like, I'd like to say, the new 40, okay? Or 30. Or 30, <laughs> 30 maybe. Right, exactly. I mean, it's all because of science. And it's all because of vaccines and the ability to fight these viruses. Exactly. So, I mean... We're so lucky to have science to be able to, I mean, the fact that they came up with a vaccine as quickly as they did, I think it's amazing. And the amount of, um, you know, uh, instances of COVID now has dropped so much. And listen, we're sitting here without masks. Oh, Yay! And we
0: were all outside. And we hugged. Yes. yes.
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: Tom, you were of the mind at that time, you were of the mind that, um, you know, was this a real thing? Were people overreacting? Um, Certainly, we're going to just snuff this out in a a month or
0: two. Uh, Yeah, I think I was kind of at the, I'm feeling more humble point, actually, because when it started, it was like, ah, come on, it's 100, 200. I mean, you know, now what it was. I remember you saying that. I wasn't against it. It was just my first impression. And by the time I think we did this last year, I was like, hey, I think I'll just uh, be cautious because I think my summary of the whole thing from day one to day 400 is people don't really know a lot, right? So you shouldn't be quick to judge whether you're an individual, whether you're the government, whoever. Don't say something if you don't know it. And if you don't know it, just say, I don't know. And and people need to use their intelligence and be cautious. We never so, knew six hundred thousand yeah. people were going to die. No, we were, were at three hundred, and it was like exactly. Eh, you know, I know, and, and it's like holy mackerel. So you you kind of have to sit back and just I think honestly self appraise when yeah. you don't know. And and filter everything you hear based on that, and then, and then use your common sense. And I think a year later, twenty twenty like, hey, hindsight, who would have known, right? Who exactly. <laughs> known? Any idea?
1: Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And and that's the whole purpose of this show is because when we were talking, <laughs> very uneducatedly, I guess, way back, you uh, know, this was first starting is a way different story than what we're talking about now. Irwin, your thoughts on social distancing now compared to before?
4: Oh, it's just so great to be able to look at people and <laughs> see their face, and um, you know, and and not be afraid of getting too close to somebody. I mean, yeah. uh, during COVID, it was like there had to be this barrier between you mm-hmm. and another person, and that's you know that's disappearing. It's just such a relief. I went to
2: um, uh, I've, I've been to two different stores to shop, and I. I hung my mask over one ear just in case, you know, because even though Governor Cooper has lifted the mask mandate, I want to follow what the whatever the store policy is, or whatever the you know the general public if they feel anxious. I just put it over the other ear, okay.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of attitude people should have because there's a lot of places that have not gone with Governor Cooper, and so we always keep it handy in our pocket or something because you don't want to drive somewhere and then get there and not be able to go in because they're not. But today I was at the
2: the, um, uh, North Carolina Farmers Market, okay, and in. Before during COVID, I would go and it's outdoors. Mm-hmm. And during mm-hmm. COVID, they had where you had to walk this way with arrows on the floor and turn and go this way. And yep. and every so time sure. somebody went the wrong way, and mm-hmm. it also in in grocery stores, you know, um, I, I, your yeah. eyes would just get ballooned mm-hmm. like, oh my god, they're going the wrong way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. But um, yeah. uh, even today. Uh, all of those arrows were gone, but the, I saw a mix. Maybe it was probably like 60, 40 wearing masks. Mm-hmm. So I put my mask on. Mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I then I wasn't. The Let me
1: ask you this though. Besides making other people feel uncomfortable, did you do you still feel uncomfortable? I'm going to ask this of all of you. You've gotten the vaccine so, do you ever feel like, geez, maybe kind of, sort of? It's only like ninety-five percent, and there's variance. And well, th- th- you—that's
2: the—that is the key, right there, the variance. Mm-hmm. I am a little uncomfortable, um, yeah. not knowing. I, I, yes, I've been vaccinated, but I know within the next year, I probably am
3: going to have to have a booster.
1: D, quick thought on that. I'm gonna just Well go to around. be
3: honest, I mean and I don't wanna get into that yet, but I did have COVID and I have a reaction to both vaccinations. So I honestly feel like I had COVID three times. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was so sick with all of it. So I feel like I I it can't possibly happen again. <laughs> so I feel confident, confident the right. vac- or vaccination.
4: My feeling is that, ah, free, free L F. Free at last.
0: Tom. <laughs> uh, I have a vaccine, a vaccine prevents infection. I'm fine, uh, 100% fine.
1: Okay, uh, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that experience you had um, getting COVID, D. Because you were not the person that was going to live under a rock. You were careful, but you weren't, you know. I'm, I'm just in complete lockdown.
3: But I was very careful. Uh huh. I thought. I mean, I wore a mask everywhere. Um
4: everything you were supposed to do? I thought I
3: was doing everything I was supposed to do. Um, I did have a couple of doctor's appointments, and maybe, you know, when you're sitting in a doctor's office in your exam room, I would take the mask off. I got so sick with COVID. So
1: give us a quick... um idea of what you went through as a, a so person. who So I got had COVID. it in the
3: beginning of January. I literally could not get out of bed. Every, every joint in my body hurt. I had the worst headache. It was just like throbbing. I had chills. I was... I was just so sick and I had trouble breathing as well. I mean I felt like I could not like walk from my bed to my bathroom without... I couldn't... I had no energy at all. I just pretty much slept for three weeks. I was just Deathly ill. And I felt, I really thought I was going to die, to be honest. But you didn't go to the hospital, though. I did not go to the hospital. I was very lucky. My partner got COVID as well, Irwin. um, But he didn't have any symptoms. Isn't that strange? So he was able to take care of me. And... um, were you on the miracle drugs that they had for no, it? No, nothing.
1: Mm-mm. You just kind of like wrote it out?
3: Uh, no, I was on, I guess I took um, a lot of ibuprofen,
4: right? No I treatment mean, medication, though?
3: No treatment. Ed- med- no, You didn't no. drink
4: any Clorox? <laughs> <laughs> no
3: sorry. treatment meds at all. I just slept.
4: They weren't available. I mean.
3: Constantly. I just ne- I couldn't get out of bed. I like what you just
1: said. She was not available.
4: That that's, that's
1: a good way to describe it.
3: No, he was very concerned. Mm-hmm. We were both very concerned. Mm-hmm. At one time I at one point I said to him, you know, I think I'm going to die. Oh my gosh. You know? How scary. And I didn't want to go to the hospital because I felt like if I went to the hospital that I would die if they put me on a, you know, no, a ventilator. And so I made him not take me to the hospital, and um, he just sat with me. and.
1: Did that bother you, Erwin? Did you, did you feel like, oh, my gosh, I want to take you to the hospital? And like, was it a struggle, or did you just kind of like, okay, whatever you want?
4: No, it was more what she wanted was, was what was important to me. I certainly wasn't going to enforce my will on her, and so she was... Very, 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 very sick, and uh, it was scary, it was really scary,
1: something else, and I don't mean to me like it of that, thank God you're all right um, I'm, you know thank God you're all right, both. both of you right, and I'm glad that your journey wasn't as bad as hers, but something else that kind of is scary, and this is on the lighter note, so again Thank God you're all right. But, but something else that can be kind of scary, and we'll talk to Deb about this. Uh-oh. Dating during oh, COVID.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, I used to have a boyfriend. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, Pre-COVID boyfriend. Yeah, right, pre-COVID huh. boyfriend. And, um, you know, a lot of people gained a lot of weight during COVID, <laughs> right? I lost at least 210 pounds. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did.
2: And, and, you know, it just, you really get to know somebody when you're like, I hope he's
3: not listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, He's a he subscriber. <laughs> I'm just oh, he kidding.
2: is? I'm just <laughs> kidding. And it's it, it okay because he's happy, I'm happy. Right. You know,
0: he's
3: a good
2: guy, just not my guy.
0: Yeah. And it's okay. Well, well, then that's in the things that came out of COVID that were good category,
2: right? You, I mean, right. I, I mean, right. we yeah. you, it like put yeah, dating on steroids, out. yeah, because we were together almost twenty four seven in the beginning, yeah. And you know, if you're if you're together that much,
0: pressure to, tested, every yeah. Time. And to a person who's <laughs> been single
2: for six years, you know, that was kind of a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's true. Even married couples were struggling, you know, people that have been together much longer than somebody you just met yeah, through COVID. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's almost like, okay, we're moving in together, but it's too soon because 24-7, right? Yeah, right. So no matter how good or bad or ugly anything is with anybody, that's a, that's a challenge to be with someone 24-7. So, so. I thought
3: it was a real, I mean... Other than the fact that I was sick, but even after that or before that, you know, because COVID started, I mean, we really started in March the right. year before, right. you know, I mean, it really tests your relationship. And I thought, oh my God, you know, I'm we're, happy. Yeah,
4: we're coming Yeah, you know. happy. I think it's wonderful. We're
3: good together, you know, I mean, you know, because when are you ever pushed together like that, that there's no... and. You know, we hadn't been together that long. I mean, we'd been together a while, but not not through something like this. Mm-hmm. So it was very cool. Right. Well, I don't think cool. any of us have been through something like yes. this. No, <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. But it really tests a relationship, and if you make it through... Mm-hmm. Wow!
1: Wow! Gold right. medal time. Right. It's yeah. like we should Just all get a it. participant ribbon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. You know the other thing
2: that that really was was positive and negative uh, to both. I mean, I had, my kids are all over the world, and I didn't get to see them during the holidays. You know, Thanksgiving and and uh, my birthday. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And um, Christmas and uh, New Year's and all the things that we're so used to celebrating as a family or as a group or, you know, as women that we network with and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Everything was over Zoom. Mm -hmm. Even visiting my mom in the nursing home Mm -hmm. was by Zoom. Mm -hmm. And that was so hard for me. That was the negative thing, but the joy was capturing with a screenshot when she yeah. would smile when when the, the nurse's egg would point to those there's Dee Dee <laughs> <You know? laughs> or whatever, you know? And that that was beautiful. Thank goodness we had. The social media and the electronic methods—it was a—it was a
1: love-hate relationship, to be sure. It absolutely, was, as as your best absolutely. and worst friends. Yes, yes. And
0: it, but it puts a lot of that in perspective. Technology, the times you're in, etc. While we hate it, the digital technology yes. was a salvation. It was a counterpoint. If you look at it, they said it's. If you had to have COVID, it's obviously the best time to ever have it because technology is at this height. Mm -hmm. An example of that is if the COVID had come in 1976, ventilators were not invented yet. Oh, really? And people would have died in droves. It's like, and and you think kids that are ten, this is their 9/11. They weren't here for that. This is their. Where were you when Kennedy was shot? School. I mean, it's a very historical. Yeah. So, I mean. On the good, it's always with the bad, and it's a sour with the sweet. But it's like... We were I mean, very you lucky you know, to have the technology we sure. Absolutely. And going I, forward, 50% of people will probably work at home that never got to work at home before. My, I, I had so many friends, co-workers, that had babies during yeah. this time, and they didn't have to go back after FMLA in 12 weeks. They got to be with their kid for a year. Oh. Their company's going to let them work at home now. That's I mean, true. So for some people, they, That's the horror of this did have some
2: bright side. Another positive thing for me is I got to, every week I would read stories to my grandkids in London. Now I wouldn't have thought of that had it been, had it not been pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good that certainly came out of it. And I'm glad you all touched a little bit on technology because we just recently did a show with an economic professor who talked about this technology taking us into this roaring 20 period. So, yeah. let's go positive. Uh, you know, we we're, we've we've had it it's like the Spanish flu like you said Irwin Maybe. and now we've done over this and the economy's coming back booming and everybody's looking to this roaring 20s kind of ah exuberance in clothing and makeup and fragrance. It's insane. And, you know, everybody (laughs) should party hardy because come on now, if it's not now, it's pretty close to being safe to go in the water again. (laughs) Thank you all for being here. Another great one. I'm Marian Sprucker for Triangle 411. Stay healthy.